This is the DigiKey podcast series. Your key to digital transformation for a better digital future. The DigiKey podcast is all about discovering how new digital technologies and data analytics are rapidly changing our lives, careers and businesses. And you will learn how to drive and accelerate digital transformation in your organization. This is your host Navin Samala, just a fellow IT professional and a passionate learner. He authored Driving Digital Transformation. This is an Amazon bestseller and had been sold in more than 18 countries. He also gave a TEDx talk on how digital transformation is going to help the common person and this was widely appreciated and had been watched across the globe. You can visit his website www.raktimsingh.com. I'm going to spell it www.raktimsingh.com. t i m s i n g h dot com and his website contains more than 50 articles for topics ranging from metaverse nft web3 blockchain cloud digital transformation digital anthropology automation smart buildings agile and devops that's quite a lot this seems to be an information hub in fact i personally visited this website and learned a lot of a stuff i'm sure each one of you is going to learn a lot of stuff as well and mr raktim has done his btech from iit bhu and he joined infosys in 1995 in fact he is one of the few lucky software champions who are digital software product natives in today's episode let us chat with raktim singh raktim welcome to digiki podcast and we are truly honored to have you as a first guest on our show thank you navin thank you for inviting me here and looking forward to have a engaging talk here perfect pleasure having you here and mr raktim first of all congratulations on your very first book and uh, we understand that it has been sold in more than 18 countries and became a amazon bestseller can you share with our audience on what inspired you to write the book yeah navin so i am in this uh, technology world for more than 25 years so for me the technology was easy to understand and i have seen the various waves of technologies but when i talk with my friends and i am from uh, north india and uh, with my college mates who are there and who are in non technical world i realize they were little afraid of what technology is doing what digital transformation means whether ai will take away their jobs and then i realize every time technology comes there is always a fear among the common man what will happen to my job or it will impact my life but to be honest this digital transformation in which we will talk in this here later actually is going to help it is going to improve the life of everybody having said that technology is always neutral and it's like we human which are biased so it's true for anything you take a gun or you take a nuclear power it has always a plus minus point you can always take a advantage of that look at the plus side and improve and create a better world or you can look at the downside so my whole idea was can i explain the digital transformation and technologies behind that to a common person who can understand who need not have a technology background but we can still appreciate what does it mean and how he is already using these things so that was the idea of me writing the book and the book is containing more than 50 example 
and those examples have been taken from the real life day to day life so that people can relate to it and understand so yeah that was the thing for me writing the book excellent and uh, audience you will find the link to raktim singh's book in the show notes i'm sure you're going to enjoy the book and upskill yourself and now mr raktim talking about the digital transformation it's it's in the driver seat for the businesses right and uh, covid has accelerated the adoption of digital transformation uh, at least by 3 to 5 years like wherein companies are have embarked on their digital transformation journey maybe it was a kind of push by covid if not it would have taken much longer time but based on your experience authoring a book and uh, you have been part of this digital transformation journey and all, how would you explain digital transformation in layman terms okay so navin let me just give some context here again as i said i have seen this technology world for so many years and earlier everybody confused digital by creating a website or creating a mobile app and that's what everybody thought is the digital but digital is much more than that and if i have to define it is like our what part has remained same but how part is becoming different and let me explain what does it mean we are still watching movies we are we are also used to watch movies and today also watching movies but yeah we used to go to theater and watch movies and now there are netflix and amazon prime on which you watch the movie now these are the companies which i will say and which i call them though the now the name has got changed i call them the fan companies which was facebook amazon apple alphabet and netflix and of course many other companies have also joined this bandwagon what part has remained same we are watching the movies we are ordering the groceries we are reading the book and there are many things like that but we are watching through netflix ordering through maybe amazon or flipkart reading book on kindle and it has made the things really personalized and convenient to common person so i need not book a ticket go to theater by traveling and wait i can watch literally by holding the phone in my hand and i can pause it rewind it or whatever fast forward or choose another movie now those things were earlier not possible so if you notice now if we take even banking yeah banking is there but you can do those banking by sitting at your home and we can take multiple examples of that so the digital transformation to summarize i will say without going into the technical part of it what part of the many things has remained same the how do we consume a common man that has been made very easy and that's why it's very important for all the traditional companies to adapt to it and not only in the business transformation digital transformation is going to help in improving your personal life also and we'll touch upon on that beta introduction of smart light or alexa siri or watches what you wear so it is helping you or you using google map so all those things are helping you in your personal life also so combining all those things what has remained same how is different and to do that what all is required that is what is the digital transformation is excellent that's so easy to understand and now can you share some insights about the main technology drivers behind this digital transformation yeah no. so as such there are many but uh, what i have coined the term is called acid and i said you have to apply the acid formula here a stand for artificial intelligence c is for cloud i for internet of things and d for data 
according to me these are the four factors though there are something more to it or there are we can go deeper into it and i'll just quickly explain what i mean and maybe as i said the acid formula and i've given details in my book also and other talks little bit i will just for the audience understanding i will say maybe we'll start in the reverse way so so that they can easily understand one is the data so lot of data which we call the structured data or unstructured data structured data is what we see in the excel or in a textbook that is a structured data the images or pictures or those type of things this is unstructured data now capturing and storing that data has become very cheap so we have abundance of data and data for everything can be collected now of course there is a debate on the privacy issues and what data can be used should not be used we will not go at the moment into that but suffice to say that we have our data and i will say even machines may know better about raktim than how i know about myself because if really they are observing they know what i am buying not buying where places i am going not going what i am liking not liking so they know all about me and this is true for everybody else so one is the data second is i just said internet of thing and by internet of thing all the machines has become important and important and they are giving data to us so what it means and just now as i mentioned be it a watches or the smart machine or you can put sensor on the bridges they are also giving the data smart light is there or in the factories we you know around the windmills we can put the sensor and chip all those are sort of a source of data so what it means from every all those things we are getting the data third i said is the cloud now cloud give you the flexibility of either the storage as well as processing and let me just try to explain quickly so that i audience can understand earlier when somebody used to set up a bank they used to buy big hardware initially because on special days which can be month end quarter end or year end they have to do lot of computer processing for all the accounts so keeping that do special days on we have seen similarly from some of the companies they have those special sales day that time big sales will happen but to process all that data for that special day they have to buy the big hardware but on the other days that hardware used to remain idle now what cloud has given cloud has given the flexibility so you need not buy upfront all the machines that you, you can take the processing power on rent whatever you require and on those special days you can rent more processing power use it consume it pay according to that and give it back so that has given uh, converting what everybody says capex to opex model pay as you use and then now i'll come to the fourth part of it we have talked about the data ca- data getting captured from human being from machines and again processing of their that data in a cheap way and artificial intelligence artificial intelligence of course is a big topic but suffice to say that it mainly helps to find the patterns in a given data and what machine does is that first they understand what are the pattern by given whatever the algo and after that they learn on their own again in my book i have mentioned more about it it's more of a you give a person a fish to eat versus teach him how to fish so now by this data and this processing power machines are learning how to fish and they are becoming intelligent so they start with identify certain pattern they build on it we supply some more data to it which can be processed by the cheap computing cloud power and they learn more 
and more patterns get emerged and they become smarter and help the human being. So to summarize, it's an asset formula. That's what I want audience to remember. That is the main technology behind digital transformation. Awesome. Artificial intelligence, cloud, IoT and data. It's easy to remember by using acid. For a moment, I was thinking you're going to talk about atomicity, consistency, isolations. This is a new definition and really yeah. love it. <laughs> All right. Now, let, let's assume the companies uh, are convinced to get onto their uh, digital transformation journey, right? So what are the prerequisites for them before someone starts on their DT journey? For any transformation, many times culture is the biggest barrier. And as they say, that culture eats you that way. And uh, to understand, and I will go, it's like, how do we structure and handle those things? I call that the wise problem, W-I-S-E. It is know your why. I is integration with the external world. S is break the silos. And E is environment and culture. And I will dwell a little bit, some seconds on each of those things. First is why your company is there. What is the why of your company? So if we take Netflix, it's not only a movie production. Uh, they started with renting the DVDs when the blockbuster was there. Then they moved uh, to streaming them. And now they are creating Netflix original. So if you notice, they have identified that their main why is to provide a wholesome family entertainment by renting the DVDs, streaming the movies, or finding out the audience taste and creating a Netflix original in India or in the US. We have seen uh, House of Card and shows like that which were successful. Similarly, if we take quickly the Nike shoe, for them, they wanted to make sure that customers and their consumers are healthy. And for healthy, you have to run exercise. And that's why they provide shoes, smart shoes, which can measure the calories and things like that. We can quickly take one more example, Uber car, which I have read. For the Uber, it's not providing cars, though we may think of it. In some countries, Uber has tied up with the local transport authorities. So what they are saying, if you want to move from point A to point B, maybe you can take uh, our taxis for the first mile and last mile. And for the in-between, you take the local transport because that may be more efficient, cheaper for you. But we want to make sure that your overall journey from A to B is comfortable. So if you notice, all those companies have identified their why and that's why they keep on changing their business model. So that is the why part of it. I is the integration with the external world. Now today, when we say it's a connected world, your company, whatever the product you are offering, for the customer, he look for a solution and you may be offering a product. So he look for a holistic solution and there should be ability to build on top of whatever you are offering. So it's very necessary that be it your software product or if you are in manufacturing company, people should be able to do innovation on your top of the things. So if we take even the Apple, uh, you must have seen the app. Uh, app center. Now, those apps are not necessarily provided by the Apple companies. Apple has just provided a good, secure platform on which people can put their apps, which are validated by Apple. But by that, we all value the iPhone because it provides so many apps and it's true for other Android phones also. So this was one example and it can be applied in any other company that should be able to integrate. Third is the silos. Now, silos, we can talk a lot of it. It's like, it's all in all company. It is true. There are barriers between departments don't talk with each other. Uh, and then there are the technology silos and there are many things. So unless you break that, because in many times what I've observed, the CEO has become the aggregator. 
So what happens? Each department runs on their own kingdom, and finally, because CEO or whoever that senior guy is answerable to customer, he has to collect, run around, get the data, and answer to the customer, which is not a good sign. You have to break that silo so that you have to work together. Maybe earlier some things were true. Uh, you know, you assemble the things and just stitch together. Now in this world, it is not at all possible. So you have to break the silo. And third part, which I said in the wise is E environment and culture so again uh, are you ready to do that cultural transformation whether when you are doing the recruitment are you judging only the hard skill or soft skill also how you are judging the teamwork empathy the critical thinking because just by looking at his mark sheet and the number and grades that you cannot because they have to work in a team how you are judging that similarly every year appraisal when you do what you are judging how you are judging and are you like failures now you may have heard of it many times we say we encourage failures and things like that good marketing message but the reality is customer does not pay you for failure so you will not get your salary now what is the trick what is the magic and according to me when we encourage this type of culture and environment what to build we have to encourage a small failure so fail fast learn fast scale fast so as i said in the culture we talk and talk of many things how you are recruiting are you looking at the soft skills are you encouraging small failures and allowing them to create new things because new things cannot get created if you don't allow failures you just cannot be measuring the efficiency of you should have only one defect per thousand or things like that you cannot measure and creativity cannot be bounded you can get idea in the morning in the evening so you cannot measure that every day you have to give me two ideas it cannot happen suddenly you will get so are you encouraging that type of culture if you want to be into this evolving world so these are the four things first and if you notice in all those four things technology is not playing any role as i said you have to know your why you have to integrate with the external world you have to break the silo you have to create environment and culture so first you have to be ready of that if you are not ready no technology no technology can help you in bringing digital transformation in your organization so this is the wise formula which i want audience to remember Perfect, perfect set of thoughts. Actually, easy to remember again. Thank you so much for the wonderful insights. Now let's talk about uh, future-proofing the digital transformation. Because typically, if we observe the shelf life of uh, information technology products, tools, and technologies, right, it is all short-lived. Like maybe two to three years, or at the most five years, right. And likewise, how do we future-proof digital transformation? yeah it's a very good question and relevant i have talked of of course the four technologies and i'm sure many more technologies will come so it's a very important thing how do we understand future proof our this journey and as i said it's a journey it's not that you have reached digital done the digital transformation it will be true for the next 50 year no and here i'll introduce another term which is called digital anthropology so we all know what is anthropology is like how human evolution has happened and just to give audience a little taste of it let's say before electricity came we you our maybe ancestor used to get up early in the morning and by evening they used to finish the work but after electricity came it changed our whole life it has impacted how we evolved and just think of it a city like las vegas wouldn't have been there if electricity is not there because maybe there the city comes to the life maybe in evening so similarly and earlier let's say many manufacturing plant used to get built near river because they needed steam power and carrying that steam power across the distance was difficult now after electricity came now you don't even consider building your plant near river you build based on other considerations so like that uh, after 
cars came after telephone came we all got connected and that's how evolution has happened and now i believe with digital anthropology which is the study of human being on what digital can do digital technologies can do and that is where we'll help you now little bit going more into it so earlier we have met our initial need of whether traveling or food improving the productivity now after that we are moving towards the experience economy and now let me revert to our fan companies if you notice be it you are in netflix amazon or anything else when you put a like button on something next day either you get one more advertisement of the similar thing or similar post according to that so what has happened here we all have conscious mind and subconscious mind now in the conscious mind you will say whatever you want to say but your there is a subconscious mind where your hidden desire you can say are there and many times when you are watching movies you subconsciously start liking movies whatever genre it is it can be crime it can be romance movies or it can be smart movies or so what happens now these companies have understood what is subconsciously going on similarly when you are buying something and now you have the freedom to buy at home uh, as per your personal choice so you apart from meeting the basic need and basic groceries then you started buying the things which subconsciously your mind is telling to buy be it a garment or anything so what has happened now if we we have taken just these two companies and two this one they have understood what subconsciously is going on and they have transformed and start offering those choices same thing if we have to continue this digital transformation journey and we have to apply the right model which i say that you have to use the real time data offer the instant gratification and offer a personalized experience which you can understand only by knowing the subconsciousness uh, whatever is running in each customer and then only you can succeed so now if we connect the dot which i started with the wise problem knowing your why and offering a right solution which is based on the real time data instant gratification personalized experience because earlier we used to have let's say segment so you belong to platinum segment gold segment silver segment and you get for those segment only everybody got fit and maybe very ultra hni people used to get a personalized treatment now with these technologies which i have talked in acid and because those technologies are making all those things cheap you can really offer a personalized solution to everybody to each common person so that is where if you focus on that and as i said technology is neutral and technology is only enabler you have to keep on knowing why you are there in the business what your customer is looking and what is his personalized choice be it in a banking movie apparel garment travel choices we can or education you know all sectors if you are able to offer those personalized choices and you aim for that and which is where the help of digital anthropology will guide you then you can succeed so that is the mantra i would say excellent and uh, honestly i came across this digital anthropology term for the first time and i'm going to definitely read your book excellent insights uh, mr raktim now let's spice up this conversation maybe if you are okay i'm going to kick off a quick rapid fire round and ask you a few interesting questions so that our audience get to know other side of you oh you are putting me in a fix but okay go ahead <laughs> all right let me kick off the first uh, uh, question uh, can you share your hobbies okay so i will say primarily three uh i'm a movie buff uh, so mm-hmm. i watch lot of movie hollywood bollywood and uh, i will say that uh, every week uh, at least one movie and last two year because we were working from home and you know we are not going out 
So maybe two to three movies uh, I surely watch. I read a lot of books. Maybe you can say that uh, every month I read three to four books and I have a big library of more than seven, eight hundred books. And yeah, at the moment, COVID has prevented, but earlier uh, we used to travel. So um, uh, traveling different places, understanding that local culture and traveling to different countries. So if you ask me, uh, given full freedom, yeah, I'll want to watch uh, movies, read books and travel to maybe all the countries and understand the culture. So these are the three things which I will say are my hobbies. Quite interesting. Now that brings me to my next question. Since you are a movie buff, what is your favorite movie? Okay, so there are so many. But what I like uh, and which comes to top of my mind is uh, one movie, Pink, uh, which yeah. was by Amitabh Bachchan. And uh, why I like that? Because it has broken the, the mental model which many of us have, the stereotype image of how we should behave with others. So that is one thing which I quickly recall. Second, I will say maybe Hamdil De Chuke Sanam. And I love the grandeur of what Sanjay Leela Bansali, like uh, it's just salute to him how he can imagine. And that's why many times I like uh, watching movies, how, how they can imagine those things out of nowhere, uh, be it uh, sets, uh, how they imagine, the locations, the dialogue. And I think this is like, you know, Handil Sanam I watched many times just to see how, how, how he can evoke that type of emotional response. Uh, the Of course, the various actors are there, this one. Maybe in the English, if I go a few good men, I like, you know, where I think people who want to watch, they can. And then, yeah, of course, recently or maybe sometime back, I watched the Ready Player One, which is something on the metaverse. And I'll be happy to sometime talk about that. Wonderful. So, yeah, these are the couple of things which come to my mind. Excellent. Now, what is your favorite sport? Yeah. Okay, so, of course, uh, in India, as everybody says, there are only two things. You watch movies or you play cricket. So, yeah, uh, cricket is the thing. And uh, again, waiting for the IPL season to get started. Of course, now I don't play cricket. I used to play a little bit. But, of course, watching cricket uh, or uh, getting in gross into this one, that is the cricket is the thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no wonder. And now, can you share with our audience which you didn't share in a public forum yet or some little known fact or hidden fact about Rakim? Okay, you are again putting me in a fix. But uh, <laughs> okay, I have done a stand up comedy. So, some of the videos, I, I'm, I'm part of the Infosys Toastmaster Club and I have given the speeches there. And apart from that, videos and uh, yeah, so that stand up comedy I have done. And uh, again, those were very much liked by many people. And even some people advised me that I should take up that as a full career job. So, yeah, <laughs> but I have not gone at that path. But uh, Given a chance, surely I'll want to bring happiness, bring some smile on certain people. And uh, it was true in the college days also. We used to perform skit and things like that, dramas. And uh, because maybe good part is I'm not stay shy. So, yeah, sometimes I, I come out with uh, some impromptu jokes. So, yeah, that is the thing. Awesome. And uh, you have an alternate career. Great. In fact, I'm also a big fan of Toastmasters. I won a um, humorous speech contest in the area level way back 10 years ago. And also, I am uh, I can understand the spirit. All right. Okay. So, with that, let me fire the last bullet out of the rapid fire, Mr. Raktim. Given a chance, would you cruise into past or future? Uh, maybe both. <laughs> there is a learning and... Uh... I will take the best learning from the from the past and apply in the future to create a better future. 
see what i realize when you say uh, you want to go into the past uh, i think for everybody it happens and it has happened like i have some my happy moments as well as some down moments so if i have to say and which i tell to others also maybe i have not realized myself i have not understood myself i have not understood who raktim is i will take that thing and that's why i'll want to go into the past and understand more of raktim why raktim behave in whatever way and take those learning and as i said and that uh, according to me the biggest lesson which i want to tell to the audience also the self awareness are you aware of who you are and then take those learning in future and if quickly i mean if i can add to it let's say somebody is of 40 year age he must have spent around some 3 lakh 50000 hours on this planet from day one out of those many hours uh, maybe your parents or teacher or managers would have spent maybe 10000 or 20000 or 30000 hours with you that's all all other hours you only have spent with you you only know when you are giving the exam how much truthful you were i'm not commenting there further or when you are traveling what you are liking not liking you know because what you are told to the other people may be different but but do you really know or were you following the peers or you following the society norms so to take your things i will say many times when i look back maybe sometime i was following the peers i was following the social norm i was not playing full to my potential what i was really and then i will take those learning because hopefully and i'm not sure whether i have really understood rakhim as of now also but hopefully if i have understood then i will want to take rakhim forward and try to try to make an impact in this world in a little way whatever i can so yeah that is the thing i will want to do such a powerful advice like it's more about uh, being self aware that is one key takeaway that you'd like to share with our audience wonderful all right so rakhim this has been a fabulous conversation and thank you so much for joining us today thanks navin for inviting me here on this beautiful platform and wishing you and the team success here thank you pleasure hosting you and thank you so much for the best wishes we are going to invite you again to cover interesting topic about metaverse or something else thank you sure looking forward to it all right so folks in case if you haven't subscribed to us please subscribe from the app where you have tuned in from so that you will be notified about our future episodes Also if you have loved the conversation just like I did and found it useful request you to share with at least three of your friends or colleagues who can benefit from the DG key podcast so that your friends will learn new stuff like you and we will gain a few new subscribers thank you so much in advance that's all for today thank you so much for tuning in again this is Navin your host a fellow IT professional and a passionate learner see you all in the next episode